What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and welcome back to episode 14. Tonight, we have the recap versus the Detroit Pistons, the Luke Kennard revenge game incoming, the Marcus Morris Sr. revenge game incoming, and of course, the Reggie Jackson revenge game incoming. Uh, tonight was a good one. I mean, a really, really high-scoring game. Not a lot of defense played in this one. Um, but before we get into the recap, if you guys are new, make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter, at TreyLAC. That is T-R-E-Y-L-A-C underscore on Twitter. Like I say in every single podcast, I just tweet about the Clippers. I live tweet almost every single game. And I just tweet a lot about the Clippers. And All right, so before... We get into the recap tonight. Let's get into our first segment, Buzz Around the League. And really great news for Clipper fans. The Celtics beat the Nuggets. They wanted they went on like some crazy like 31-3 run um, against the Nuggets in Denver. A very, very tough place to play up in the high altitude in Denver. Uh, so the Celtics ended that Denver Nuggets winning streak. I think they won like eight or nine in a row, I believe. And now they are one full loss behind the Clippers. So the Clippers had to capitalize tonight by winning this game. And of course, they did so. And next, we have the Clippers signed, are going to sign once he clears protocol. Guard Yogi Ferrell, who's 27 years old, so he's still pretty young. He's going to be signed to a 10-day. And this most likely means that the Clippers are going to cut Malik Fitz because the Clippers, as of right now, are at the 15-man limit. Um, I mean, I just don't see an avenue in them cutting Boogie. Um, but I mean, if they do end up cutting Boogie after his 10-day, I think that means that they're going to have a good... They do have a good indication of when Surge is coming back, so they may not need that emergency center. But I'd see, I seriously don't see why the Clippers would just let go of Boogie when there's no other center out there, because they do need an emergency big, um, some guy to play that Joe Kim Noah role. And I think Boogie is just going to be the best guy out there for that as of right now. Um, unless some other guy just magically becomes available, um, I just don't see them cutting boogie. So I, it definitely seems like Malik Fitz is the odd man out, and it sucks because I mean, obviously they signed him. The, the I think it was the day of the uh, the day of Patrick Beverly breaking his hand. Um, it's just an emergency move just to get a, a third point guard for the time being. Um, and let's get some into some stats from Yogi Ferrell. It's a really really small sample size. I don't actually know a lot about him person like, like as a player. But in two games this year with the Cavaliers, he played 20 minutes a night, averaged 9.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, 2.5 assists on 38, 33, and 0 splits. He didn't have any free throw attempts on the season. So take that for what you will. I mean, I, this is, it's not a big sample size at all. Like I said, it's two games. So you can't really take too much away from that. Um, but yeah, so welcome Yogi Ferrell to the squad. Uh, once he clears health and safety protocols, uh, he will be signed to that 10-day most likely. I'm just curious to see who they cut. Uh, my guess is Malik Fitz, like I said. Um, so I definitely see Boogie getting either a second 10-day just to see where he's at, or he'll just get converted to the rest of the season. So let's get into our next segment going into tonight. Kawhi, of course, resting tonight. Well, very well deserved. He's been balling out recently, catching bodies, being assertive, doing his thing. And obviously, you know, PG got the rest last time, uh, last game. So uh, you can kind of see, you know, Kawhi should get that rest tonight because we're playing some really inferior teams right now. And no disrespect, but the, the Pistons and the Rockets are just not good teams. And Rexpex Reggie um, is returning tonight, of course, with the goggles. Second game in a row. 
Um, so, you know, we were going to expect a pretty big game from Reggie, which really wasn't the case, but I mean, Reggie played good tonight. Let's get into the game tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Luke Kennard gets a start tonight, and I've been really, really liking the opportunities he's been getting. At this point of the season, you can't say he hasn't gotten an opportunity because every time, you know, there's an injury or whatever, he's pretty much gotten the starting nod, or if that, he's gotten some significant minutes at this point of the season. Um, so you can't really say he's not gotten an opportunity. Um, and he has, he's been getting his opportunities. So, and he's been really, really good doing exactly what you want him to do. You maybe want him to assert, assert himself a little bit more, but I mean, he's been coming out aggressive, shooting those little middies. Um, he got the first bucket tonight for us, starting us off right. Um, I think it was like a little mid range or something. Um, and then the same thing happened in that Rockets game. Luke Kennard got like an early bucket. I don't think it was the first bucket of the game, but he got an early bucket. But then that was the only bucket he had that game. So he kind of just disappeared, trailed off. He really didn't even have the ball that much in that last game. He just kind of stood in the corner, just watching Reggie Jackson, you know, do his little thing, skipping across the court. Um, but Luke had that first bucket and he didn't really disappear for the most part. He had 11 points tonight on five of six. Uh, he just didn't do a whole lot in the second half, I feel like. Uh, if I remember correctly, he didn't really do a ton in the second half. He did a lot of damage in the first half. Um, but the Pistons, man, they came out firing. They shot 5-6 of six in the field early on, 4-4 four four from deep. And that pretty much continued um, majority of the game. They shot really, really well from the field as a team tonight. And they've been really good against like title contenders this season. Um, I follow some uh, Pistons fans on Twitter, so that's how I know. Like, I watched some live tweet. I see the live tweets uh, from them. They've been really, really good against contenders. I think they beat the fully healthy Brooklyn Nets at some point uh, earlier in the season with James Harden, um, I believe. If I remember correctly, I think I was watching that game. I just don't remember for some reason. So, yeah, the Pistons were hot um, from the field. That led to the Clippers allowing 20 points in less than five minutes, and that was a big yikes. But then they eventually slowed down. They came down to earth a little bit, but the Pistons still had, like, 36 points in that first quarter. So you got to clean that up a bit. And Zubots, man, he continues to be really, really good passing out of the pick and roll. Um, it's been a really, really good development. I've mentioned that a million times already, but he gets, he rolls to the basket, he gets a catch, and he had an option to like pump fake. He could have pump faked it. I think it was to Kennard that shit, uh, <laughs> I said shit, that shot a three. But I think what Zubots could do if he really wanted to is he could have caught it, pivoted, he could have pump faked the pass. To the corner, and I, I swear, I swear Mason Plumley would have just went flying, and then Zubats has a dunk. But, I mean, you see Luke Kennard wide open in the corner, man. You're giving it to him every time. But, I mean, if that was, like, an ongoing occurrence or that kept, like, happening, I think Zubats would I, – I would like to see Zubats pump fake the pass, take one pound dribble, and just slam that bitch in there. But really, really good decision-making from Zubats tonight. And that was one assist out of seven tonight, which is a career high from him. Zubats played 35 minutes tonight. I was so happy to see that. He had 13 points, uh, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists. He had a, almost a triple-double tonight, man. That was crazy to see. Um, like I said, 35 minutes, man. 3-6 uh, and six from the line. Yeah, he's usually a really good free-throw shooter. He's about 80%. So you would like to see that 3-6 for six from the line go up a bit more. Um, but, I mean, 5-6 from the field. Really, really good stuff in Zubats. He was a plus-2 tonight. Um, so uh, let's get into the next part here. And I just have a little note here that Luke Kennard's step-back mini is going in every time. I just want you guys to know that. I mean, he's been crazy from that little step-back. So much more confident the second half of the season or ever since he's gotten that, his opportunity. He's been so much better. He's been night and day from that uh, first half of the season to that second half of the season. He's just been so much better, looking like the guy we traded for. Um, so shout-out to Luke, man. He's been really, really good. A true professional this season. You know, Obviously, he's been in and out of the rotation, but Luke has been really, really good when called upon this season. 
Um, and Paul George, man, he was getting downhill tonight. I know the PG haters are sick right now. That's 330 bombs in a row. And, of course, it's crickets on Twitter. Um, but, I mean, you know, the PG stands like myself, man. We've been all over that shit. Uh, we know. We've been known that this man could do this. Uh, PG was getting downhill. He was scoring. He had a couple of nice spin moves, muscling his way. He was really, really emotional tonight. Um, he was, you know, screaming. You know, he was doing his thing. Um, he was just being really assertive tonight. That foot, uh, that foot look, injury looked non-existent tonight. And I think it felt that way, obviously. Um, I think it really felt that way for him. He looked like his normal self, getting downhill, dribbling tweeners, you know, behind the back, doing all that fancy shit. Um, I love it, man. Just muscling his way for and ones. Uh, really, really good. He had that one uh, move in that first quarter, I think it was. You know, that, that, uh, he had a nice move on Hamadou Diallo, who I totally forgot was a piston. I totally forgot he got traded there. Um, I never, really, I don't really care for Hami's game. I think he's a little bit of a ball hog, but I mean, he's a great young talent, a great guy off the bench. Um, he's definitely going to develop into a really, really good two-way guy, in my opinion. So, um, and I, I watch the Thunder. Well, eh, kind of. I, I, I like to watch the Thunder because of Shea, but uh, Hami's going to be good, man. He's going to be really, really good. Um, the Clippers shot 65% from the field in that first, and they were still down five after one. And what does that tell you? The defense was atrocious. The defense was really, really bad in that first quarter. And mostly that first half, uh, to be quite honest with you. That, that The defense was just non-existent. Um, but we'll get more into that later. Seven threes for the Pistons in the first. Um, I mean, Sadiq Bey was lighting it up. Wayne Ellington had a good night from three. Sadiq Bey was five of eight from three. Wayne Ellington, Wayne Ellington, five of seven from deep. Just Clipper legend Sadiq Bey, I should say, actually. If you guys don't know... Sadiq Bay, we traded. I, I'm trying to remember how the trade went down. So the Clippers traded Landry Shamit for that Brooklyn pick for that 18th pick, and then they traded the 18th pick to the Pist. No, not to the Pistons. To the Net. I I don't remember. But Sadiq Bay was in the Luke Kennard trade. Let's just say that. I'm trying to like break it down, but I don't have the trade details in front of me. Uh, I think maybe they did trade it. Yeah, they traded that pick, that 18th pick. The Clippers did to the Pistons. For Luke Kennard in that Luke Kennard trade. So that's how the Clippers got Kennard was with the 18th pick. And essentially trading Landry Shaman for Luke Kennard, which is an upgrade, obviously. And you've seen it at this point of the season. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. So like I said, uh, the defense was just non-existent in that first half. Um, the Pistons were just making some crazy fucking stupid shots. It was pissing me off. Um, I was getting really mad. Not because like, the Clippers defense, like, it wasn't good, but it wasn't like... I mean, I think I said it was atrocious earlier. I kind of want to backpedal on that. It wasn't, like, awful. The, the Pistons were making some stupid shots. Like, let's just be honest. Some of the looks they were getting, they're doing some little step-back mid-rangers. Like, Josh Jackson was hitting some step-back middies with Paul George in his mouth. It was just some stupid shots uh, going down for the Pistons tonight uh, for, the most, for most of the game, actually. Um, but, yeah, that was pretty much that first half. And let's get not into the second half yet, but let's talk a little bit about some of the role guys. Uh, Rondo checked in, and he looked like regular season Rondo to start. Had a few turnovers, bricked a few threes, but he did, he obviously was not he was not like trying in that first half. You could say he just looked like like I said, regular season Rondo, not national TV Rondo or playoff Rondo that you know we have seen in past games. Um, the Clippers' energy just wasn't there uh, all around. I mean, on defense especially, they just weren't getting to the boards on time. Um, but I mean, like I said, the Pistons were just hitting some stupid shots. Uh, Reggie Jackson had a pretty tough first half taking care of the ball. He had a couple of times where he went up and he got like stripped on the way up or he just got stripped just handling the ball or whatever. 
Um, and then Luke Kennard does his Luke Kennard thing where he just fouls a three-point shooter. And I feel like he hasn't done that in a while. I think the last time he fouled a three-point shooter was like at the beginning of the season when he was like the sixth man or sixth or seventh man off the bench. Um, Luke Kennard did that a ton. And it was a stupid call. It was a really, really bad call. Luke Kennard definitely got like screwed over with that call because who was it? Frank Jackson, I believe, totally kicked out his leg. Uh, I mean... But I mean, Luke has had Luke has a reputation for just fouling the shit out of three point. Well, not fouling the shit out of them, just fouling three point shooters in general. But that was a really bad call. Ty challenged it and lost it somehow. I was freaking out. Well, not freaking out. I was just pissed off about it because I thought for sure it was getting overturned because Frank Jackson blatantly kicked his leg out. It was so obvious. It was not natural shooting motion. Um, but let's get past that. Ty lost the challenge in that second quarter. Paul George continues to get downhill once he checked back in. Um, he's just been super aggressive all night, being the best player out there. Marcus Morris has that argument as well, but really good night from Paul George. Uh, all night, just getting downhill, um, doing his thing, getting and ones, finishing around the basket. Um, and let's see, let's see. Uh, Paul George had a dead ball dunk. Uh, I don't know if you guys really pay attention to the after the whistle stuff, but Paul George had a nice little dunk. He took off from that left side of the paint, threw it down with one hand. Um, obviously, he had a really nice dunk later on, man. It was really, really nice. Um, then there was a play where Rondo got a wide open three, passed it up. He drove and scored it, and I'm not mad at that, but I mean, in the playoffs, I think he's going to have to take that three. He's going to have to make the defense respect him, um, and I think he will. I mean, I have confidence. I'm starting to get more and more confidence in Rondo as his Clipper tenure continues because he's been really, really good, but uh, he's shown uh, already that he can make those big threes, um, so I'm not totally worried about that, but come playoff time when teams are leaving him open, he's going to have to show them, hey, I'm going to make take and make this. Um, you need to come guard me. So that was pretty much it for the first half. Let's get into our halftime thoughts. Uh, the defense has to be a bit better. I mean, like I said a million times, the Pistons were making some stupid shots. But, I mean, the effort, the, you could just tell the effort wasn't really there. The Clippers shot 70% from the field, but they were only up one. But, I mean, they were up one, which was really, really cool because they were down pretty much the entire game up until that point. Um, but I mean, coming into the second half, I mean, the Pistons extended the lead to 10. Um, the Clippers just, the energy just wasn't there. They keep fouling three point shooters. Um, they fouled the Clipper legend Sadiq Bey, who ended up making all three free throws, I believe. And Luke Kennard scored his 2000th career point, which is really, really cool. Uh, so shout out to Luke, man. I think, was this his fourth season? 2000 points, 5,500 points a season. It's pretty good to me. Um, and I forgot to mention earlier, uh, I had this note up earlier, but Marcus Morris made his 1,003 of his career off of that Zubats uh, pass out of the pick and roll. I forgot to mention that. But shout out to Luke and Mook uh, for their career accomplishments tonight. So shout out to the boys. Um, so yeah, Luke Kennard scored a layup uh, early in that second half and got his 2,000 career point. Um, and the Clippers just can't get a stop. Uh, Pistons scored 19 points in six minutes. Um, I mean, they've just been making some, they continue to make some stupid shots, um, like I said a million times. Um, and they were bad shots. They were like really, really bad shots, like I said. Just some step back middies with guys in their face, just off the dribble pull up threes um, with guys that are just not even like, they're not even like creating a ton of separation. They're just making some crazy threes. Um, and Paul George had that crazy circus shot. Was, he like flipped it behind his head. So I thought that was pretty cool. I wanted to kind of note that, just kind of reminisce on that. It was crazy. He like drove in from the left side. He like took his two steps and like just flipped it behind his head and it banked off the glass and went in. It was really, really cool. And then this is where Nicholas Batum put his staple on the game. He was everywhere on defense. He had how many blocks? Three tonight? I believe I counted three. 
Uh, three blocks tonight for Nicholas Batum. He's getting deflections, making some big shots. He's made timely shots all year. Uh, so shout out to Nick, man. Um, so that's pretty much it for that third quarter. Let's get into the fourth quarter. Yes, sir. Reggie Jackson got that chase down block. And that led to a Terrence Mann hesitation, catch and shoot three in the corner. So really, really good stretch from Reggie Jackson right there. Really, probably the best sequence of the night for him. He had that nice chase down block on Saban Lee, I think it was. And then he dribbled up the court, passed it to the left corner. Terrence Mann, zero hesitation on that catch and shoot three. I tweeted about that. Been a really, really good development from Terrence. Just get, being able to just catch it and just shoot it immediately um, with no hesitation. Uh, Swiss right through the net. You guys know the vibes. Nicholas Batum, already raved about him. He's been awesome. Awesome all year. Um, can't say enough about him. He's just probably he's probably one of the best. Um, he's just an overall like great offensive mind. Uh, he has a great offensive mind. He's just super smart, timely cuts, uh, making some really, really crazy and timely shots tonight. So really, really good stuff from Batum. And then Paul George got a poster. He caught a body on Isaiah Stewart, man. Threw him in the basket. Uh, it's pretty similar to Kawhi's dunk, to be honest. I mean, both of them catching bodies on back-to-back games. So shout-out to my superstars, man. That was really, really special stuff uh, from both of them this week. And they should definitely both be in contention for Western Conference Player of the Week. I think Paul George gets the edge, um, so that would be my pick for the Western Conference Player of the Week. Um, so if one of my, my one of my superstars can get that, man, uh, that would be really, really cool. Um and uh, yep, uh, Paul George, 30 points, three games in a row now. Yes, sir. Rondo hit a clutch three to pretty much dagger. Uh, that was pretty much a dagger uh, for the Clippers. He had a great stretch. He played, he was night and day for him in that first and second half. Really great second half. He had some, he had a really good stretch in the fourth quarter. Um, and like I said, Paul George deserves player of the week. Rondo had like, I think, did he have two clutch threes? I think it was just one clutch three um, in the end. And yeah, Paul George for Player of the Week, baby. Make it happen. Let's make it happen, Clipper Nation. Clippers win 131 to 124. They move to 37 and 18. And a reminder at this point, at one point, this team was 26 and 16. Things were not looking good. But now this team has pulled some, pulled together some amazing, amazing games. Three wins and one full loss ahead of Denver now. So they got a little bit of a cushion, but you can't fuck around now. Keep it going. Five in a row. The Clippers finished the homestand seven and two. And I thought personally they would go eight and one. Um, but I mean, seven and two, you cannot be mad about whatsoever. Final stats from tonight Paul George, 32 points, nine assists on 12 of 25, seven to seven from the line. He probably should have had about 10 to 15 more free throws, in my opinion. That's just me. Uh, no, I'm just playing. 7-7 from the line is really, really good. I mean, him getting to the line seven times is just really good in itself, uh, no matter how many, you know, missed calls there were. Marcus Morris, man, continues to be worth every single penny at that 64 mil. 33 points, 6 rebounds on 13 of 18. 6-6 six six from deep. 6-8, six actually. Sorry, I mistyped that, but I know I remember. 6-8 from deep. Zubats, 13-10-7, career high in assists. Reggie Jackson came down to earth a little bit, but, I mean... He was still really, really good tonight. 12, 5, and 7 on uh, 4 of 8. Had some sloppy turnovers, but hey, really good all-around game offensively for Reggie tonight. Luke Kennard, 11 points on 5 of 6. I was just glad to see Luke Kennard not totally disappear after making his first basket, like just like the Rockets game. But uh, he he made his presence felt for the most part tonight. Nicholas Batum, probably the third best, easily the third best player tonight, most likely, uh, in my opinion. 14 points, 9 rebounds. He was a plus 29 in a game, we won by seven. Like, just think about that. Plus 29. And Rajon Rondo, 10 points, 6 assists, a plus 22 
And you could feel it, both of them. The impact on both ends for both of them, which is really, really good. And Nicholas Batum and Rondo are really, really good together on the floor. They have like a really good net rating, I'm pretty sure. I wish I would have gotten that stat. But they're really, really good together. That's all you need to know. Let's wrap this one up. But I want to wrap this one up by saying thank you guys again. We are 14 episodes deep, and we are not stopping now. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. Thank you guys again for all the support. I really do appreciate it. Clipper Nation for life till the day we die. And yeah. These Paul George haters, they're pretty pissed off right now. I get I can feel it, man. They they quiet on Twitter. It's just crickets on Twitter, man. And like I said, guys, if you are new to the podcast, make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter at Trey L A C underscore. That is T-R-Y Capital L A C underscore. Uh like I said, just tweet clipper games. Um, just kind of get my thoughts and opinions. Make sure you guys do leave some feedback. A five stars always helps. Um, I do appreciate that. So thank you guys again. And I'll see you guys. Um, when did we play again? I'm not sure when we play again, but whenever that game is, you guys will see me then. Peace.